Chapter 30. Rodeo, I said soft but firm, we gotta go home. His face closed up and quick. You ain't never seen something go so cold and close so fast in your life, I guarantee it. I saw him go back inside his eyes, pulling hard away from me and toward his distant insides. Coyote, he said, his voice small and tired, almost angry. We are home. You know what I mean? We gotta go back to Poplin Springs. He shook his head, his eyes narrowing. That's a no-go, Coyote. You know that. Sorry, Rodeo. It's a go this time. We have to go back. It, he didn't actually shift or move, but I swear that man shrank right there, just folded into himself and got smaller. His eyes, those amazing eyes, looked hurt like I'd slapped him, and they looked weary too, like he wasn't going to let me slap him again. Is your grandma sick, he asked, looking away from me. I almost thought about lying for a second, saying, yeah, she's dying. I think even Rodeo would have got, gotten to yes pretty quick for that, but I was kind of done with my lying. No, I answered, she's fine. It's Samson Park. He looked up at me again, cocking his head curiously. They're tearing it out, all of it, digging it up and paving it over. Rodeo shook his head. His shoulders relaxed a bit, but he still looked tight. Well, that's a shame, sugar pie. It's a pretty little park, but what's that got to do with us? This was the tough part. I was going to have to go down a whole list of no-goes, say a whole lot of unsayable things, utter out loud some names we long ago silently agreed to never say aloud again. I was digging up graves with these words, waking up ghosts, ripping off scabs. May 21st, five years ago, I said. His eyes slid away from me again. Pardon? May 21st, five years ago, plus some. It was Ava's 10th birthday. He flinched when I said it. When I said the name of my big sister, Ava with the long hair, Ava with the wide smile, Ava with the loud laugh, Ava with the tombstone with an angel on top. Rodeo shook his head. Dang it, Coyote, we went to the park. Me, Ava, Mom, Rose. He squeezed his eyes shut hard when I said it like I'd smashed his thumb with a hammer when I said the name of my little sister. Rose, who loved her silly dances. Rose, who sang along our sang along way too loud to songs she didn't know. Rose, who pinched her neck when she was sleepy. Rose, who was buried beside Ava under a tombstone carved with birds. I'm sorry, I said quiet a whisper, then I kept going. You were still at work. We made a memory box, just us four. We each picked out some things to put inside it. Pictures that we took, pictures we drew, notes, letters, stuff we made, locks of our hair. We put it in that old metal box we used to play cash register with. We took it to the park and we buried it, off in the corner under all those trees and we rolled the big rock on top. We were going to come back in 10 years and dig it up, look at all the memories. We promised we would. I promised we would. But then I broke off, my voice lost in a sea of broken glass, but there wasn't time to stop, wasn't time to get lost. But then five days later, they were gone. The last word hung there, saying everything but leaving so much out. Rodeo sat with his head down, his eyes closed. He was rocking back and forth just a little bit. And now it's just me left, and they're tearing out that park. And they're going to bulldoze those trees, but they're not, get not getting that memory box. That's mine, and we're going back to get it. It's all I got. Rodeo shook his head. No, he said. Then again, no. He stood up, and his hands were in fists, but his eyes weren't fighting eyes. They were begging eyes. You don't got it. It's gone, Coyote, gone, and you don't need it. There ain't no living to be done in the past. This is our living, Coyote, right here. This is our life. This is our home. It's all we have, and that's just fine because it's all we need. We ain't going back, not never. We go forward. Rodeo said that whole sorry speech like it meant something. He said it like it was the end of the conversation, but there weren't 
one single cell of my body or soul that moved a millimeter. I know you don't want to, I said, and my voice didn't have an ounce of give in it. It wasn't mean, but it wasn't holding hands and blowing kisses either. But we're going. We are, Rodeo. I don't care what you say. I ain't leaving that box to get lost forever. And if you don't take me, then I'm going to hitchhike. I swear I will. Let's call your grandma, Rodeo said. Have her go get the box. Keep it safe until... No, 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 it's not her box. It's not her memories. It's not her mom, and it's not her sisters, and it's not her promise. It's mine, mine, Rodeo. I need that box, and I want to get it. I want to get that box like I promised I would, like I promised Mom I would, and I'm gonna. Rodeo shook his head hard and started to say something, but I didn't even let him get a word out. You don't have to come with me into town if you don't want to. You can stop at the city limits and I'll walk in. I don't care. But you are getting behind that wheel, I said, pointing at the driver's seat. And you are driving me home or I'll stick my thumb out and make my own way there. But I'm going and I hope you'll take me. Lester cleared his throat. Lester, who was driving across the country to get what his heart wanted. Listen, man, I could stay with you. Get to Boise later. Later, we could leave you one town away or whatever and I could take her in. This is important, brother. Rodeo looked at him. You knew? Lester shrugged. Then Salvador spoke up. Salvador, who was trying to keep his mom safe while she was trying to keep him safe. Come on, sir. She needs this. Rodeo looked at him, his eyes wet and blinking. Yeah, Val jumped in. You gotta let her do this. Val, whose parents didn't want her to be who she was but was fighting for it anyway. Rodeo, Esperanza Vega said, Esperanza Vega, who knew a lot about the good and the bad in life and was doing everything she could to give her son more of the good and less of the bad. You are a good man, so be a good man, for your daughter. Those voices rang out one by one. It was something. It was crazy. For a second, I felt like I had a family. I stood up and stepped toward Rodeo. I stepped right up to him so we were almost touching. He was just standing there not looking at me. What are you always saying about people, about all those other people we see? That they're just passengers in life? That they're just coasting by along for the ride? That people got to wake up and take their own destiny into their hands? Well, aren't I a person? You've made all these lists of no-goes, rodeo, and I've respected them. Now it's my turn. Not going back? Losing that box? That's a no-go, rodeo. I'm calling it. I leaned closer, bent my neck so I could look up into his eyes. His eyes were wounded, but he didn't look away. He held my eyes in his. Please, Rodeo, I said in the softest whisper I could manage that would still be heard. We stood there eye to eye for a heartbeat or two. I don't know, he said at last, his voice scratchy. I don't know if I can make it all the way. I don't know if I got this little bird. That's okay, Rodeo. I got it. I got enough for both of us. Don't worry about getting me all the way there. Not yet. For now, you just got to keep going one mile at a time, right? You can do that, can't you, Rodeo? You can just keep going for me. You love me, don't you? Well, then do this for me. Take me home one last time because you love me. Rodeo let out a breath, shaky and soft. He swallowed and stepped back, but his hand on the pack put his hand on the back of the seat. His eyes were down again, his eyebrows wrinkled in thought. I could see it, I could see him wrestling with it in his heart. He closed his eyes, then opened them again and looked up and into mine. Even managed the ghost of a little smile and he nodded. He nodded a yes at me and my heart started to sing, but I wanted more. I want to hear you say it, I said soft, though I felt mean saying it like I was kicking a beat dog, but I wasn't taking any chances. He blinked, but he nodded again. I'll take you, he said, his voice scratchy and faint. I'll take you back. Say you promise, I insisted, leery of loopholes, even though Rodeo wasn't really the loophole type. 
He raised his chin and looked at me straight on, head up and eyes clear. I promise you, Coyote, I'm taking you back. I couldn't help it. A big old smile broke across my face, even though it wasn't exactly a happy sort of moment, really. It wasn't a gloating smile, just a glad one. I really didn't want to hitchhike. There are some total weirdos out there. Rodeo nodded once more, then rubbed his eyes and turned around and sat down in the driver's seat and brought Jaeger to life with a rumble. I settled into the seat. Ivan jumped up beside me and I gave him a happy squeeze. Oh, he said, remembering, and we gotta take it, make it by tomorrow morning, so keep it moving. His head snapped back to me. Tomorrow morning? Honey bear, we're in Montana. I don't think we can. It's about a 17-hour drive from Billings, Montana to Poplin Springs, Washington via Boise, Idaho, I said, looking at the clock above the windshield. If Rodeo didn't think I'd done my homework, he was sorely mistaken. We have 24 hours to get there, give or take. We got this, but we better get rolling. Hit the gas, old man. Rodeo gave me a long look. He shook his head once, and then he hit the gas.